Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, this is Jeff Zog from the Dad Awesome Podcast. I love the Crazy Cool Family, and specifically, I hopped into Basecamp. All of these resources, the video resources, the specific guides that let me put the names of my daughters and my wife, and just showing me visually, hey, am I making progress? What areas can I attend more to? So I'm so thankful. I want to encourage you guys to hop into Basecamp, sign up, dive into those first intro videos. It's been so helpful for my family. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. It's Don Manning today, not Suzanne, because I have a special guest, a really good friend of mine, becoming more and more of a good friend of mine, and his name's Jeff Zog. And Jeff Zog has an amazing podcast website ministry called Dad Awesome. And so Jeff ministers to Christian dads, helping them take their next step on their journey. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you so much, Don. It's been a gift to get to know you over the last couple months yeah, here, and yeah. then now to be in your home with uh, my family, meet your wife, Suzanne, and so yes. thanks for having me on. So Jeff, oh, story's coming, but he has got his four daughters here in our home today. If you hear some noises in the background, you may, you bet, bet probably is. They're passionate. Yeah. They are passionate. <laughs> Squealing little girls, <laughs> which is, takes me back because I, I started with four daughters. Mm. And so, and we were just talking about the similarities. They're similar ages. So we are super connecting on that. So with that, um, Let's just start out with that. We'll get into your ministry in a minute. Give sure. us a little snapshot of your family. Sure. Yeah. So my wife and I have been married almost 16 years now, and we have four little passionate gifts. So right. our four daughters, age eight through our littlest is nine months old. And uh, so we're the, the family is full of excitement and passion. They actually, this morning, I was telling them, let's get excited. We're, we're going to go meet the crazy cool family. <laughs> and they've been saying it all morning. They've been like, crazy cool family, crazy cool family. So, so how? Uh, so you guys were married a while before you had kids. Yeah, yeah. So there was about seven years, and about uh, three or four of those years were, you know, wanting to enter this journey of being parents and it taking longer than we thought, and okay. trusting God for miracle gifts. And all four of them are answers to prayer. So that is a um, that's a long time to wait. You know, we've I've, I've dealt with you know heard from people we that was not something that we ever had to experience, mm. but. Um, how was that? I mean, was it a tough journey during that time? You know, our circle of friends, we, we've journeyed um, with probably one out of every three couples that we're friends with uh, really had a season of waiting and trusting God and not getting pregnant right away. Yeah. And it's uh, so we've cried more with others than with us because we there was a, a period of years, but I wouldn't say that we like grieved and we're like, man, God, why haven't you answered this prayer or like really felt like there was any loss or lack, though we were hoping and it was hopes deferred, but it, it, w- it wasn't heart sickness as the Proverbs talk about where some of our friends, it's just been, we've really entered that and uh, seen God provide and miracle babies have come and some are still waiting for that miracle. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a season of trusting God. And then God also brought about some healing though in some other areas while we waited that we, we look back on now as a gift that we didn't um you know it, god would have provided either way but it was right. a gift that his timing was, was perfect wow and just um uh, so encouragement to people you yeah. know i know there's a lot of a lot of families out there there are a lot of parents that are waiting on that next child mm-hmm. or waiting on the first child and so um god is faithful yeah and, and it's so cool to see that story coming out you know so 
the next part of it is that, so you um, were on staff at a church for a while, and then you went into this ministry. Tell us about the, kind of the start of the ministry, the, your time at the church, that type of stuff. Sure. It was, yeah, very grateful. We've been at the same church up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota for, um, for it, it was 16 years at the same church. But for seven of those years, I got to serve as a pastor there in, in kind of an unexpected turn. I never saw myself as a kid's pastor, but right. we, uh, my lead pastor asked me to make a move out of a campus pastor role into the, the kids and family pastor and uh, my, uh, my, it was unexpected, but my heart just grew. Like I loved serving in that role as a kids pastor, but I found myself every other month praying over these young couples uh, for the moms and the dads at baby dedication moments mm. and seeing these dads and knowing we were not, I was not offering those dads any kind of a pathway of intentionality. And then I started to look at myself saying, Hey, was I, how intentional am I being about my fatherhood journey? Am I, am I reading? Am I learning? Am I growing? And so I went to look for resources and then quickly decided, Hey, I want to help find and create that resource. Not for my own learnings. Cause I was a young dad. This right. was four years ago. So I started dad awesome in a, I'm a curator. I'm a learner. I'm going to gather voices and ask questions. And I've been doing that now for uh, 210 weeks. I've been wow. releasing a podcast every week and it's been such a gift. So dad, awesome. Yeah. Started as a kid's pastor. And then a year and a half ago, I launched into it full time. So you recently did that. And with that, um, you also have a, the ministry to the fatherless yeah. as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So dad awesome is primarily resources for intentional dads that want to grow their intentionality. You got to go find it right. and say, Hey, I want to become more dad. Awesome. Right, right. Um, Fathers for the fatherless is more of, it's that wide open, inclusive, we believe the call on every man is to be a father to the fatherless and it's activity based. So we actually invite men to bike 100 miles. You catch that, you catch 100 miles. <laughs> so they're going to bike, not motorcycle, right. but pedal bike. <laughs> and we actually are in, introducing a run as well, right. but we do a hard thing as a team uh, on behalf of the fatherless. And so this has been a, a gift to see all the, the the men who say, I want into this mission and they try train together, we bike together, we learn together, and we actually, our hearts break for the fatherless. And then we go home, those of us who are dads, which has been all of us so far, we're just now including any man can join, but we go home and we're more intentional with our own kids if we learn about the epidemic of fatherlessness. And then we, we raise money for local and global partners. Okay, okay, let me get this straight though. So you get a group of guys and they, um, they join and in 12 to 15 weeks, you can get them where we can ride 100 miles. That's right. That's right. We were in five cities this year, and the teams, yeah, half of our team are not cyclists. They they start road biking uh, oh to God. join okay. the team, and, and they can. They can train up, and it's perfect time to really grow some friendships as well as yeah. you train together. So, yeah, we Jeff and I have talked more about the dad awesome stuff than the father for the fatherless. So this is kind of new to me, too, but it, it's just fascinating to me. So I think about, you know, like I used to run marathons, and so to take somebody from, you know, a 100-mile bike ride, I've never done a bike much with bike but to think about going from um you know in 12 to 15 weeks to running it i don't know bike wise i guess it'd probably be the equivalent of maybe a half marathon about or something that. like that yep, right on. so you know i guess we yeah that makes sense but i mean gosh it just i've never been a biker before but thinking about going from zero never doing it sure. to 100 miles 100 miles like in in uh wichita falls they have the hotter than hell 100 i've heard of this yes, yes. and yes. so it's in the middle of the summer and it's like it's like seems so daunting to yeah. me to think about doing that but to think about training for it and doing it in 12 to 15 weeks well and there's so many reasons that we would go do a hobby or something away from the family if you look at you know dad's life is full and to right. take time on a saturday morning two or three hours to go ride your bike right uh, we look for habit stacking so and what we found we've had great testimonies back from moms and wives who have 
said, man, my husband for these 12 to 15 weeks has, has taken a chunk of time away. It's about 35 to 45 hours of training put in. So it's a lot of time, Yes. but that time away has been 15 weeks. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, That time away though has been friend time. So they're developing deeper friendships. They've gotten in better shape. Uh, that time has been uh, more drawn into their local church because so we're planted in local churches. They've learned about fatherlessness, so their their heart's been more on mission. They've learned about intentional fatherhood, and they've had a bunch of fun. So like, right. so if we can bring all of that habit stacking to those chunks of time away from a family, and a dad returns stronger, better friends, more engaged in their wow, church, yeah. it, that's the prayer. So let's... Let's kind of close that segment with this. So if, if a dad wanted to be involved in that or to get a group mm-hmm. together, tell them where they would go to do that. Yeah, sure. Thanks for the invitation. So uh, we have a simple uh, website. It's f4f.bike. So f number four, letter f dot bike. And, is where and they that'll can find be in that. our episode notes yeah. as well. We'll put that in there. Perfect. And then Instagram at fathers for the fatherless. You can kind of track with. We were in five cities this year and uh, praying for probably eight to 10 cities this next year. So right now, if they're not in that city, they, they would be joining but is there there's no way to form your own group or anything like that you right can now. request more information about getting a ride in your own city so they could but yep. oh, getting a ride in your city there yep. you go okay gotcha. yep. or they could travel and join us in one of the other cities yes sure, absolutely sure. so that because they would do the ride there you got so it. they could train in their city absolutely but do the ride there so there's so guys all kinds of ways to do that yeah. and, and uh, so that's that's cool and um so so you've got the Dad Awesome, the podcast that you do, and he interviews dads. I was, by the way, I'm on his podcast and right. just released. Well, I don't know when this will release. Uh, we're not sure what the date of this podcast will be, but going back, th- we're do- we're doing this in um, end of January. So if you go back to his January podcast, you will find me on there if you want to listen to me in his podcast. Um, but um, so what's interesting to me too is that with your ministry. You are traveling with your family in a recreational vehicle. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's an RV, ladies and gentlemen. With so picture Jeff and and his wife Michelle and their four daughters, which are ten. No, they're eight, eight, five, five three, three, and nine months. You got and the it. most precious little nine-month-year-old girl. She's in our house. I, I, I'm going to keep her. I think. Um, so, uh, but. Um, Oh my goodness! And so they are traveling in a in a nice RV. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, but still in an RV, they have left their house and are on a twenty week, twenty five week journey. Yeah, a while. We're we're trusting God for each part of that, yeah. but yeah, it'll probably end up being about twenty weeks. Yep. Yes, and so um, I think all guys think about that mm-hmm. and uh, tell us about the reality of that. Yeah, so this is, again, we're four years into this ministry. We're a year and a half into going after this full-time, and I had been in five cities to do these century bike rides with Fathers for the Fatherless, and one of those cities I flew away from my four daughters and my wife to lead the ride without them. The other Mm -hmm. four cities we went together. And I just didn't want, I really felt like, man, I don't want to be a dad who flies away from my girls to lead a fatherhood ministry where I tell other dads to stay home with your girls. That's right, so, kids, you know? yeah. so that's yeah. the concept. Now, of course, there's amazing parenting ministries that a dad does need to do some travel. And that's, of course, we got to pray for discernment with that. But we prayed about an RV, found the RV, hit the road, and are skipping Minnesota winters. We're avoiding Minnesota <laughs> winter. Um, but yes. we're, we're being invited to these and, additional And not cities. doing it during Texas summers either. We, we picked the right moment. <laughs> yeah, we're thankful. But as we travel, we're gathering men and uh, yeah, we're doing listening tours. We're listening to what's got up to fatherhood. Like, man, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? And then we're doing podcast recordings. What will be the cities on your on your? Yes, journey? we've been to Colorado Springs, to Phoenix, to San Diego. 
to Austin, Texas, Waco, Texas, Dallas, and then we'll head to um, Atlanta, and then we'll be in four different cities in so Florida. all over the country. I mean, we're not just staying yeah. regionally. We yeah. are going California to Florida, yeah. everywhere Up in between. Up through Nashville yeah. and the way back. Yeah, so we are hitting the kind of the southern United States this yeah. tour. And uh, just really, we're we're trusting that God's bringing us together with partners and, and, and podcast guests and, and groups of dads. And we're just going to see what, what he does. We're not trying to hustle any growth or expansion, but God has tripled really the impact of the Fathers for the Fatherless initiative every year. Yeah. He's tripled it. Wow. And so... Um, I just want to dive into just a little bit for um, the, you, you said, okay, I was traveling and then needed to make another decision because I was telling fathers one thing and really felt like I might be doing another, you know, Jeff says a very intentional father. You know, you even said, Hey, I want to go back. I got to figure this out. You Mm -hmm. know, I always say that I had to learn how to win. Yeah. I had to learn how to win at parenting. I didn't, I looked at my daughters. I never knew I could love like that. Mm. And I said, I got to figure out how to win this game. I don't, I, I don't even know if I know what winning looks like. I know what losing looks like yes. and I don't want that. And so you made a decision to adapt your life into adapt your career in this case, career slash ministry into your family. How did that happen? I mean, so tell me, can you, I think dads think about that all the time and work is too much and I don't know how to get balance and, you know, should I travel with my job or, you know, what, where is God? Tell us kind of how you have, and you've obviously gone through a lot of change in the last couple of years, starting the ministry, going for, how does God get into that? How do you make those decisions? You know, it's a, it's a complicated but important question because uh, we are called to be responsible and to steward what we've been given and provide for our families. So it's not an easy uh, one, you know, one answer fits all type right. question. For us, we were thankful to have three years of doing uh, leading Dad Awesome on the side as I had mm-hmm. a day job of being a pastor. And my wife started praying before I did about would would Jeff be able to quit his job and do this full time? She saw the deep passion, but we didn't have a financial pathway to make that happen. Right. And so it did become clear. And I do pray like after Jesus rose from the dead, he was walking with his disciples and they didn't recognize him and he's talking mm. with them yeah. and then he disappears. And later they're like, didn't our hearts burn within yeah. us when we spoke with him? And my prayer, and this has happened for us for this trip, uh, to go on this RV trip, our hearts were burning, not just mine and my wife. And and not like it's wild what God did even to change my wife's heart in this because it wasn't, I would not have said it's part of her trajectory to live in an RV and travel like this. <laughs> but our daughters even, their hearts yeah. were burning within them. They were crying themselves to sleep when we got home. After we, we did a first trip, we borrowed an RV and, and they wanted to get back in their RV house, as right. they call it. So we pay attention to signals from what's God doing in our heart, what's mentors, what's my board saying what's uh, some of our friends, our friend circle. Really, the discernment process is complicated on quitting a job and going after a ministry, on hitting the road and renting mm-hmm. a house. And I believe it has to be done in community. It has to be done with hearing God's voice. And that's what we pray for each step. We'll head home to Minnesota tomorrow if God tells us to. Right. If he starts closing doors and our hearts are also like, there's a change here. Yeah. Um, we have seen him provide in each step and we have plans. I think it's good to have plans and strategies, but uh, for us, uh, the discernment 
discernment of homeschool our girls in an RV uh, also has cost for the ministry because the ministry, uh, I think if I was at home in an office and, mm-hmm. and able to work full normal days, probably certain aspects of what we do at Dad Awesome would go further under my own strength. Right. And we're counting on it and we've seen it. God doing, adding the miraculous to you know my efforts because I it's just different. The ability to respond to emails in a timely as we're traveling and moving this rig around and I yes. both hands are on the wheel when I drive. There is... <laughs> That is a large rig going yes, down the road. Yes. So so anyways, long answer to say we have to hear the voice of God. And, you know, I just am releasing an episode here with Bob Goff here in a couple of weeks. And he'll, he'll just say, quit your job. He'll, he'll flat out, Bob Goff, the author, he'll say, quit your job. Because most men, most dads are in a job that was right for them five years ago but are not courageous enough to mm-hmm. quit your job today because of financial responsibilities and stuff. So I, I do think it's not radical like that without hearing the voice of God, but it is important to say in this season for my family, uh, maybe the hard decision, the radical decision, the not taking that trip or that promotion that has more travel is actually when I'm 65 years old, when I look back, I'll say when I was 35 or 45, oh my word, how did I make such such short-term, short-viewed mm-hmm. decisions yeah. where the long game, doing what's hard here or maybe brings less money in the short-term or opportunities, I just think that's what I really cheer on is let's be willing to be courageous mm-hmm. if we hear God's voice. Like, don't do it under your own strength. Be courageous right. and take radical steps, but uh, I think we need to be open to it. Well, and be careful listening to Bob Goff. If you do that, you will definitely <laughs> take steps. He's a man of tremendous faith and um He's got some great books too. Yeah. I mean, there, there's Love Does. That's a that's a great. But you know, going. I, I want it, what I want our parents to hear is, I think so often um, there's a couple of things I heard in there. One of them is is your wife started praying and hearing things before you did. Yeah. And but the communication with her and and taking big steps is a big deal. Making sure that you are hearing God's direction. So how do you hear God's voice? You know, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. There's books on that. We won't delve into all that here, but but just being willing to um, take, you know, one of the things the Lord's speaking to me right now is is, to, is taking faith steps, not safe steps. Yeah, so often we want to, you know, put it in a box and say, okay, God, if everything's nice, neat, and tidy, then I'll take this next step. If you've already provided, if you've already done this, and it doesn't happen. You know, it's it, it, right. I mean, it, it, it didn't happen that way. It hadn't happened that way for me, for sure. It's you know, so you got to step into, you know, and then God, oh, here's your RV, by the way. And, yeah. and here's your rent, here's your <clears throat> tenant for your house. Yeah. And here's the things to provide, you know, um, so often. I love the story, you guys, and I want our parents to hear that. So. Yeah, we just the other day got a p- blank poster board out, and my uh, eight-year-old daughter wrote down, and we came up with 34 ways God provided for us in the first part of the trip. And mm. she wrote them all down in her handwriting, and we just we listed them off. These are all ways, and we used our photos on our, we actually, to trigger memories and answers to prayer, we looked back through our photos for the trip. Yep. And we were like, oh my goodness, that was unexpected. That was an answer to prayer. What about that? Oh my goodness, that was a miracle. And a lot of those are attached to hard moments. And to that point of if, if a parent, if a dad is playing it safe and not stepping into what's hard mm-hmm. and what's difficult, and that's part of even the reason of that, that 100 mile bike ride is I think if we physically are willing to do things that are hard and stretching, maybe in other spheres of our life, we'll be willing to do the hard thing or have the hard conversation and so many parallels with that. But I, I do believe if we're not stepping out, if we're not at least experimenting and you can keep your day job and experiment mm-hmm. with a passion. I had a, a, a buddy in Arizona who he gathered a group of dads once a month and uh, that decision to step out and invite other dads into a small group um, is actually not many people do it 
the vast majority of people do not take the initiative to gather around the theme of intentional fatherhood because all of us feel like we're failing. Like for me to start a podcast called Dad Awesome, Well, one, right. I started Same. it when my oldest was four years old yeah. and I felt like I, I was doing better when I, when she was four. I would never start, like it'd be so hard to start a ministry called Dad Awesome today because I see so many areas that I am dad average or dad awful. <laughs> yeah. Dad awful, dad average, yeah. dad awesome. Like, like, so I think we have to, um, courageous steps like Brian took and saying, I'm going to gather even though I haven't, I'm far from perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the the ripple effect forward of now these guys are praying for each other and sharing how things are going and, and that's a courageous step. So right. they don't have to be our V trip courageous steps. Well, and wouldn't you say, I mean, I'd love to segue a little bit into this because you talk to dads literally all over this, let's, at least this, well, you live in Minnesota, so literally all over the country. And so um, you took a big faith step, but it was years in the making. I mean, you were on staff at a church and, and God did lead you in a uh, somewhat um, courageous um, direction. Mm. Most guys, though, are going to be working a job. You know, and, and it's and, and I think those are the kind of things where um, still hearing God and taking those next steps to be a um, small group leader, just like mm-hmm. you said, can you think of other things? I mean, whether it doesn't just have to be dads, but uh, where parents have taken a next step and you've just seen them be courageous in that. Can you, I mean, can you think of other examples that, yeah. that, that come along those lines? Sure. Yeah. My buddy, Josh, um, he took his son on a, on a series of one-on-one um, just guy time moments. Mm, and he yeah. actually does every single week, take time one-on-one with his son. And uh, my buddy Josh, he stepped in and now actually- How old is Josh? How old is his son? So Josh is my age. I'm about to turn 40. His son is nine years old, yeah. I believe. And he he did a strategic three-step process up to talking to his son about how God made his body and on what sex is. And he had the mm. birds and the bees conversation that is- I just, I cried when he told me the story wow. because he cared so deeply to yeah. step into an uncomfortable conversation. Uh, and it's a conversation that most of our dads got wrong with us mm-hmm. that missed it or minimized it. And he took these steps to a point where I know I wasn't there. His son's eyes were shining because he knows his dad cares for him mm-hmm. and wants to be the first one to have that conversation. Yeah. And there's something about the power of the first for a dad and a son. I don't have boys, but I'm praying for four boys, uh, four very specific boys that will marry my four girls. I'm go. praying for them. And uh, I want so badly for those dads of those four boys to be courageous like Josh and to have that conversation in a way that's so God-honoring, so strategic, and not just dropping it, but he actually had lead-up conversations that kind of prepared his son for that right. moment. And his son went back and told uh, Josh's wife, uh, the mom, just how like he was so proud to know and to feel cared for and to feel like he mm-hmm. knows something that's really important. It's part of the way God made him. Yeah. And it's something to look forward to. So anyways, that's just an example of like courageous conversations that are maybe uncomfortable that a lot of dads won't read the book or learn or prepare or set up the sequence of one-on-ones. Yeah. I remember in my own life, I was, uh, one of my deals was coaching my kids in sports. Yeah. You know, that I just decided that's what I was going to do. And I remember, you know, and, and Jeff, Jeff has four daughters. I have four daughters. If you just keep having them, Jeff, the boys come. Oh. You know, so, so just, <laughs> I, I never thought. Well, that's that's yeah, the other way to get some more right. boys. Yeah, yeah. I, I never had, I never thought I'd have boys and now I have three, but it was like, it, 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 some, something changed. I don't know what flipped, that's but funny. something changed. But anyway, I, I remember thinking when I was a younger parent, one of the things I'm going to do is coach their teams. And I cool. remember my boys started playing baseball and 
I didn't have a clue how to coach baseball. I mean, I played baseball a little bit, you know, up through maybe you know, a little bit of high school, and um, but I certainly didn't know. I'd coached my girls in basketball, knew that sport mm-hmm. well, but um, I'm walking into something that I don't have a clue to do. Mm-hmm. And so I wound up um, uh, starting to coach with a buddy of mine who had five boys, actually. Great. And so he was a baseball player, and he taught me a lot. So, you mm-hmm. know, and all of a sudden, so I wound up, coaching my boys for 10 years in baseball Amazing. and invested a lot of time, effort, and energy into that relationship yeah. through coaching sports. Yeah. And, and so I just have, you know, especially for dads, what's your next step? Yeah. You know, what is God speaking to you? And don't you find that, that we're all scared? I mean, when you talk to dads all over the country, just like I was, I don't have a clue how to coach baseball. Yep. And I don't know that I'll, I'm scared because I'm standing in front of these six-year-old boys and they expect me to know something, but I'm supposed to step into it. So, and there's always a pathway. And so is that what you're seeing that you got to encourage those dads to do that? Yeah. Scared leads to passivity. So I think a lot of dads will be mm, at play, you know, yeah. sports metaphor, you want know, playing on the, on the, on your toes, leaning in or leaning out. And a lot of dads are leaning out, out of fear versus leaning in to opportunities like mm-hmm. coaching. And so I do think fear and then shame. I think there's, there's a lot of us who feel like we are, we've disqualified, we've done something or wow. our dad did something or hey, the best way I can do is just survive this season. And like, so that, I think lies are coming at all of us dads that we are we are not doing a good job. Look at because we're looking at, at the short term. We don't see the impact of intentional fatherhood short term. I don't yeah. see. There's so many ways that I just do not see that what I'm planting now is going to turn into something. But yeah. man, in the short term, it feels like we're on, it's more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. And would you say that you know, in terms of we were talking a little bit before this about relationship and things. Would you say that most of the dads you're seeing, they value achievement more than that relationship? They can see achievement, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, we accomplished this or, you know, we either in sports or they accomplished it in school. But so often it seems like we're investing in a relationship like Josh did. Yeah. We don't really see the tangible benefits immediately, right? Oh man, yeah. There's there's so many areas of life that we, if we invest here, we get an immediate result. And relationships are not like that, right. as we know. And uh, but that's the key. That's what you're encouraging those mm-hmm. dads to do. Yep. And so, yeah, but there's but the short-term benefit's just not there. Yeah, it's like building a, uh, a house. I've never built a house um, for myself, but I helped my dad build some houses yeah. when I was young. Yeah. And the excavating process and the footings being poured, all the, it's below ground. And you don't, you'll never see that long term. You'll never, but it's so important that the house stays strong long term. And I do think we need to be attentive to this is a season, a long season of parenting, yeah. of excavating and uh, doing the hard uh, work under the surface. And so much of that, I mean, especially if you're dads of little kids. So your your three year old is what's your na- what's her name? Raya. Raya. I want to say Reva. That wasn't working. Yep. So Raya's in there, and uh, and Raya is a ball of energy. So Raya will talk to you. She's three and you can barely understand her, but she can talk because she, she's talking so fast and she's telling me. So she's coming in there and, and we're talking about all these, you know, ministry things and dad awesome and crazy cool family and how we're going to energize dads and all this. And here comes Raya in with her shark cup. That's right. Right? And and really the best thing in her life <laughs> is the fact that she ate a chocolate muffin and has a shark cup with orange juice Such. in it. And and so what's our job? Our job is to shut down mm-hmm. and to say, Wow, now what I had to have Jeff translate 
it's, oh, it's a shark cup. You know, <laughs> it, she doesn't do her H's. I think it was H's or R's. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, and so we just listened to her, and mm. it seems so boring. Yep. It seems so not uh, relevant, maybe or whatever the word is. But those are the times that just drip, 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 drip. You are changing the very fabric, the very nature of your, the very heart of your child. And, and we don't, and, and, and if I could encourage dads in any way that when you do those things, when you choose to be intentional, yeah. mm-hmm. when you try to, when you just listen and when you just ask questions, tell me more about that dollhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my goodness. You, oh, how many kids do you have in there? What are their names again? You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. just all those things that that are so intentional about fatherhood, and yeah. it makes a difference. And you did that for my my three year old. You you spoke. You are valuable to me. Is what you communicated in taking time with her, and that we we were able to do that. And so often, it's in the normal flow. It's so easy to accidentally show you're actually not valuable in this moment. This other thing on my calendar, this other text that just came in is valuable. I miss my this phone. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, so. exactly. And so I just want to encourage dads in that regard. As I was talking to you about stories and stuff, it just seems like that you know we tend to think, oh, I've got to do these big things or. And really, it's just a small mm-hmm. next step. What are you doing as a small next step? Yeah. And it won't seem like it has a return. That's right. But it will over time. Yep. Yeah. And so um, can you, I mean, like when you, we also talked a lot about, and I'd like to address this a little bit, just the the fears and the shame that mm-hmm. dads have. So as you're talking with dads, have you had some some examples of where dads have overcome that Mm. and you know overcome the shame overcome even with their maybe even with their older kids i know a lot of times as the kids become teenagers dads tend to punt because they don't know how to connect with them anymore and they're you know just feeling like they're losing their kids um how have you seen dads um overcoming that yeah my my perspective is is mostly personal on this question Uh and it's it's i think that my identity as a son of god me understanding that god loves me unconditionally Mm -hmm. i'm a righteous son of god the labels that are easy for me to put on myself are that man i'm messing up here i did this wrong or i i misstepped here or it's too late and um the i just think that what what am i believing about myself because with my relationship with my heavenly father right. if i and i have been using this analogy of a waterfall if i'm experiencing the waterfall of god's love mm. and that water is bouncing off me and hitting my girls oh wow yeah uh, they're getting wet and then we talk about this in our family that like then my prayer for them is the water bounces off them and hits each other oh yeah <laughs> and yeah, hits others yeah. their friends mm-hmm. and 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 to me the identity of like as soon as i start to believe lies and and satan would love for to kill steal and destroy that love the flow of the waterfall down onto me and then if he does it there he wins with me passing it to the next generation right, my right, girls right. So to me, I, I just feel like that is the, the constant. And I actually, I carry a knife that is a reminder. Just every time I touch the knife in my pocket mm-hmm. is, is a, I am a loved son of God and he's, he's fathering me. I have a yeah. father who's still fathering me. And because I, we can make mistakes, but it doesn't affect my sonship. And if I get my sonship right with my heavenly father, that I'm going to much more likely get the showing pleasure to my daughters yeah, and yeah. showing them life. And, and we do talk about this back and forth. We can, we can choose to bless or 
curse and on accident, if we're mm-hmm. not intentional, we will accidentally curse our, our kids. I will accidentally do curses. And what that means is just basically I'm, I'm diminishing them. I'm not showing them value. Yeah. I'm not speaking life over them. And uh, it's a choice every single day. So, so that's a, maybe a, a broader answer than you were looking for. No, no, but- no, I think it's awesome because you just realizing the impact of your actions. And I want to, as we kind of land the plane here, I want to segue into this. And you, you mentioned identity and you talked to dads about an acronym mm-hmm. called LIFE. Sure. So, um, and I think it's really cool. And I love, you know, things that we can remember, you know, da- a lot of times women are so much smarter than we are. You know, dads, so we, true. we got to, you know, there's so much more relational. And most of the time we have to really work at these things. And so I love when we have things that we can, you know, and, it, and life relates to identity mm-hmm. as well. So explain life. Yeah, sure. After a couple mm-hmm. of years of hosting the Dad Awesome podcast, I was like, okay, we've got all of these interviews. What are some of the common themes? Mm-hmm. And uh, the common themes, what I thought I had like them framed up and then God showed me is like, no, it's this. And it's, it's from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, verse 19. And it says, I've set before you life and death, blessings mm-hmm. and curses. Now choose life so that you and your kids may live. So we have a choice as dads to choose life. And it doesn't just affect us. It affects our kids. They get to experience right. life. So life spelled L-I-F-E, the L stands for loved. And this is what I've seen so many mm-hmm. themes from interviews is identity. I am loved. As a loved son of God, it starts there experiencing the love of the Father. And if we don't experience the love of God, how can we show his love and how can we show our love to our kids? So identity is the L, is loved. I am intentional is the second one. Mm-hmm. Intentionality. We've and, talked about that a little bit Yeah, today. we have. From yeah. one-on-ones with your kids to how we speak life to um, so many areas of intentionality with friendships and marriage and so much of what you've created and a crazy cool family. Like it's, it's intentionality. I am free is the F. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 of the sin that entangles that we can actually cast it off because of Jesus. We can right. cast that off. I, I use the analogy of walking on broken glass. And if a dad has experienced pain from their own father or absent father or pain from decisions they've made and they've got glass in their feet, if you're mm-hmm. walking with bare feet on broken glass, you can't run. You can't do what you're designed to do. Yeah. So there's actually a process of forgiveness and of letting go and of experiencing the love of our father that leads to life. Uh, freedom. It's a freedom yeah. journey. And and freedom, you know, even going to Galatians 5, you know, is it is for freedom that Christ set mm-hmm. us free. Yeah. And if you look at freedom, it's not the right to do what you want, mm-hmm. but the power to do what you ought. Yes. You know, it, it's Good. it's given you the power to do the right, to want to do the right things. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you are your identities in Christ. If we're loved, you know, I, I want to wrap, I, e, I want to get to the E, yeah. but I just want to stop there for a minute because if our identity is in Christ, yeah. and if we feel loved, we will then act out of who we are yeah. instead of trying to strive for who we are. We're not trying to get God's approval. We've already got it. Yes. We are a child of the king. We are an or- we're not an orphan. Yeah. We're a child of the king. That allows us to go in and be healed and to live free. Yep. So what's the E? They tie together so well. So the E is I enjoy my kids. Enjoyment, pleasure, yep. delight. And this is the shiny eye stuff of like, yep. God spoke this over Jesus. You are my son 
whom I love. Right. He spoke identity and love and pleasure. And you, I am well pleased. If yeah. we can be dads who show, I love being a dad. Kids know mm-hmm. if a dad feels and That's says good. and decides and declares, I love being a dad, you are a gift. Being a dad is a gift. You are, what a gift you are. Not because you do stuff, but man, I just take great pleasure. I enjoy being your dad. Um, so that's, and it is only possible if freedom is a part of that. And freedom, just to jump back one step, uh, seeing a counselor, dads who are courageous enough to go see a counselor. Hmm, I am such a fan of dads saying, I will pay $125 an hour to go sit with a counselor and talk about some things that I'm I, I'm wrestling with. To get um, that freedom. Oh my goodness. It yeah. is the, you know, a Christian counselor and you got to discern that process. But uh, yeah, I cheer on dads who are just taking steps and sometimes God will say, it's it's the L, it's I am loved, it's the I, intentionality, it's the F, freedom, it's the E, enjoyment, pleasure. Uh, but we all can take a step in one of these areas. When I look at your, you know, your acronym and it looks like that, you know, the L and the F, love and free, that relates a lot to me mm-hmm. as a dad. That how I, if I get healthy, yeah. I'm going to be, if I'm a healthy person, I'm going to be a healthy father. Yes. And then the I and the E relate to more of how I interact, Good. that I do it with intentionality and I enjoy them. Yeah. I love that your kids know whether you love being a dad. Mm-hmm. And also I think your kids know whether you think they hung the moon. You know, a lot of times we think as dads, oh, I don't need to, I'm, they're going to get a big head if I tell them too much. Mm. But that's not what God did. He said, this is my son whom I love, in him I'm well pleased. Before he did anything. Before he did anything. Yes. Yeah, he's just coming into John the Baptist, and mm-hmm. he's uh, built a few tables at this point. <laughs> you know, it. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> and so, but, you know, because, and actually in our book, we, t- we talk about that, that I tell parents all the time, if your kid would believe that, that you thought that about them, this is my son, whom I love, in you I'm well pleased. You've done it as a parent. If they believe that versus I'm never good enough for my mom and dad, I am, I can't, I can't please them. I mean, you want to drive your kid away, have them think that. Mm -hmm. If you want your kid to talk to you, if you want your kid to believe, you want your kid to be inspired, if you want your kid to be confident, people ask us all the time, how how come your kids are so confident? It's because we show them we believe in them. We, yeah. we parent to the relationship, not to the behavior. And so I love that acronym, love, being, you know, being filled with God's love and also loving your children mm-hmm. like that, being intentional, being free and enjoying your kids, just laughing. Yeah. Um, I, I love it when they came in that, you know, he's coming in with his four daughters. So reminded me of, you know, <laughs> 20 years ago where I was. And I just, they, there's just a, there is a, um, a vitality to the family they mm. they the kids take care of each other um you know there's a there, there's a uh, they you can tell they they respect you and they and they feel safe with you mm. and so uh, i love that for your family and we want that for every family you yeah. know the cool thing is and i think you see this too jeff every family can be crazy cool yes every family can have life yeah i mean it's not a it's not a zero-sum game it's not a competition in fact in the kingdom of God, the more crazy cool families we get, the better. Yeah. Because it becomes this upward spiral and everybody's helping. I mean, we've, Macy, Macy was here, my third daughter, who works with us at Crazy Cool Family. And she said, I'm so glad you had this family over. They're a family that blesses others. Oh. I mean, mm. and, and they're a family that comes in and you go, there's some families that come in and you go, Ooh, wow. I, you know, <laughs> maybe when are they going home? Yeah, but, exactly. but, but not Jeff's family. Oh, he is, you. he's the real deal. He's investing. Um, 
Let's wrap up with um, anything you want to say about your ministry, anything you want to say to moms and dads out there that you want them to know about you guys. Yeah, my my encouragement to parents is to uh, go after it. God has put something. God's put something on every single one. I mean, you and your your family obviously started this amazing ministry, crazy cool family. Uh, my family had the gift of starting the ministry, Dad Awesome. But don't take like, oh, that's for you. That's not for me. I, I just believe God has put a spark somewhere. And usually the spark has to do with a hurt or a pain. There's mm. something that causes you to cry. There's something that causes yeah. you to feel like that's heavy, that's wrong. And every kid that has a parent that's doing something out of a deep passion, out of purpose, like God's done something in me to want to go change that. It doesn't mean you have to start something. It could be that you actually go help someone else who's leading mm-hmm. that ministry. But mm-hmm. just to move into, I can be a difference maker for the kingdom. And it isn't, and this is outside of just the the little ones that God's given me. They benefit so greatly from a parent who's going after it. So right. I just want to just encourage yeah, and good. cheer you that's on good. to, there's got to be something. God has got to be showing you something that you could just say, hey, I want to go. And it's about others. The more we get ourselves away from ourselves and about others, our kids grow up seeing a parent who's like, my my dad's heart, my mom's heart breaks for this, and they did something about it. Yeah. They took action. Well, and um, and I think you're going to hear, Jeff is a real inspiring person, and so I really encourage you dads to go to the Dad Awesome podcast. How do they get there? Yeah, just dadawesome.org. Okay, and that and they've got episodes. I mean, he's he's actually got some, if you go to the website, i got some videos. I was watching a deal the other day. We did the, the banana deal, you know, That's where, amazing. so so Jeff's got a video on there where he, um, they, they take a banana and cut it into slices and then they were, they were catapulting it off a fork to, in trying to get it on the, um, uh, on the baby's on the yeah. high chair, yes, and <laughs> and poor baby's just like you know covering their head, because duck and cover, duck and <laughs> it was so funny. So there's just funny videos on there, but I mean the Dad Awesome podcast um, is so cool. I, I just think you're doing a great work. Thank just you. I think it'll be inspiring to you, dads. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the website for the fatherless is yeah f four f dot bike. Yeah, so if you want to get a group together, uh, man, connect. Maybe have that come to your city. Um, and then just, you know, I think Jeff's got a way on his website just to connect with him. Sure. If you have any questions Absolutely. about anything as well, just there's a, there'll be a way to connect there on the website. So super excited that you're here. Uh, man, um, super excited for the rest of your RV journey. Here we to, go. Game on. Yeah, so Florida, <laughs> and he's, they're doing a great job. So thank you for being with us, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. So as always, parents, go be crazy crazycoolfamily.com.